Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy with me, Brian Russell, your host of Chef Bright Comedy. You can reach me on all of my socials. That's Instagram and Twitter at Chef Bright Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y Comedy. And today's episode is about, you know, I've gone into it a little bit on previous episodes about what it is and what it means to be an empath. So I want to kind of lay it out for you and uh, we're going to kind of go into the human psyche a little bit. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy. You can reach me at all my socials on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Fry Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y Comedy. And uh, someday I'll probably get on the Snapchat and the TikToks and the whatnots and the hula hoops and the Pac-Mans. Uh, you know, it's just I'm, I'm 47 years old, and so I'm not too old for those things. It's just that I don't really like Facebook. I don't care for their practices. In fact, one of my good friends today uh, made an announcement that he's going to leave Facebook. And so I think a lot of people are getting off of there. I really wish that that Google uh, social media would have worked out because I, I was trying it and, you know, there wasn't a lot of people on there. But um, and you know what? I, I missed MySpace. Remember Tom? Oh, the good old days. Back before you couldn't be punished for calling psychos psychos. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's been an interesting week. Um, you know, this is my first week of recording. Um, I've got two in the can, uh, edited and ready to go for you guys. Um, this is going to be my third and final for this week. Um, and, you know, it's been a really good experience. You know, uh, you know, I always, you know, get when you when you get on here, you start to feel like um, like a radio, uh, you know, a cheesy radio host like, hey, how's it going? You know, and but, you know, I, I really try to think about who I, who my audience is. And, and my audience, you know, is you guys on, on Instagram. Uh, not as much on Twitter yet, but I, I hope to get a following there. But, you know, my Instagram family has been really good to me. You know, they're, they're supportive, they're kind. And, and that's really what this is about. You know, as an empath, I really, really need people to be behave themselves and be nice. And that's not to say that I don't have my moments where I can be a little bit of a, you know, dick about things, but usually for good reason. Um, you know, it's just our culture is getting, you know, not, I don't want to paint all of culture as one thing, but, but not to generalize, but you know, some, some people are getting a little bit too, um, aggressive and abrasive for my taste, you know, and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm a lover, not a fighter, you know, um, I, I just, I, I want, uh, our society to come together, start respecting each other's differences and just behave yourself. You know, I mean, just, you see all the people, my wife comes home every day talking about the new crazies and sorry, I'm not, I, I, I really got to get out of the habit of saying that. Um, but when I say crazies, I'm talking about mask holes and people that refuse to wear masks and who believe in, uh, you know, you know, conspiracy theories and things like that. Um, I just mean, you know, because if you're having a mental health issue, you're in the right spot because I'm very much trying to help people, you know, overcome their own issues. You know, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not I'm not going to give you professional advice. I'm just giving you advice of what works for me, you know. Um, but it's been a really interesting week. Um, you know, it's just recording and editing and learning all these new techniques. Um, it's fascinating. And, you know, I, while I was in radio for a time, um, you know, you didn't have to edit your own stuff. You know, most of the stuff you just said it and then punched it in. And, and the truth is, is I wasn't a DJ most of the time. I was a promotions assistant. I worked with technologies. Uh, I set up. Uh, for the DJs a lot of the times, um, but I got to know the equipment very well, and I and I I got to you know be on air with my DJ friend many times, and uh, that's where I caught the bug. But this this year, this year is about is about you guys. It's about me branching out and trying to connect with people that are kind and loving and um, 
you know, just decent. Um, that doesn't mean that they're, you know, every, you have to be perfect, you know, cause most people aren't perfect. Um, it, it's, it's just a matter of, um, you know, it just, you know, cause we all, we all get cranky. We all get it, you know, fed up and we all, you know, tend to, you know, go off once in a while, but, but this is for people who are looking to better their lives, looking to find, uh, a life of abundance and gratitude, um, but, you know, it's hard because, you know, this, you know, this is also about people who have been ignored for too long. This is about people who have been poor for too long. This is about people who are, you know, the daily grind people that go to work every single day, man. And they're just fucking livid and they're over it and they're tired of their bosses and they're tired of the public and they're tired of rudeness and they're just tired, 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 you know. Um, that's why I got into this because I, 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 you get, you know, that, that generic world out there of capitalism and hustling, there's something, you know, I'm not against capitalism and I'm not against the private sector and I'm not against people making money, but you have to be happy. You have to have, you know, you have to have passion and passion is what rules creativity and without passion um, you know, you end up just older and retired and doing nothing and you don't have anything to sink your teeth into. And so you got to have passion in everything that you do, you know. Um, but but today I wanted to talk about being an empath because I think there's a lot of uh, sort of um, misnomers about it. I think a lot of people make a lot of assumptions that it's pseudoscience, that it's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> as our current president would probably say. Um, but it's not, it's not malarkey, you know, because it's not, it's not a magic power. You know, my belief is that being an empath is about being attuned to the vibes out there. You're just, you, you know, anyone who catches a weird vibe or a bad vibe or even a good vibe for that matter has a little bit of that empathic sensitivity inside of them. And, even if you don't consider yourself an empath, I mean, there, most people don't, you know, you, you have to have a pretty specific, uh, you know, amount of, of, you know, emotional attunedness, if you will, to that in order to be actually calling yourself an empath. Most empaths don't even call themselves that. They're not even aware of that world. Um, it, 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 you know, but, but, but a lot of people who are just, you know, more kind and gentle and decent and who care about others and who think that maybe our culture is going off the rails a little bit and people are just getting a little too mean. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's just, we've all had enough. You know, we need kinder, gentler people in our society. We need people to stop judging each other. And we just need a, a culture uh, that gets along and, uh, you know, Human beings require a space of, 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 you know, of healthy attitudes and, and just emotional depth and meaning. And uh, we need to evolve socially as a society because we're still using those old points of view of toughness equal, you know, might makes right. Toughness is key. And while we all have to be tough in, in the real world, um, you don't have to be a jerk about it. You know, um, I, I, I like to think that I'm a tough person. I'm a veteran. I, I'm a former EMT and, uh, you know, I can be tough as nails and I can be a little crusty sometimes, but at the heart of the matter, um, as, as Frank Sinatra would say, the heart of the matter, uh, is, is about being a good person and about trying to pay forward that goodness and kindness, because as an empath, you just sense things, you feel things, you know, you sense everything. And, um, and, and so whether you consider yourself an empath or not is, is beside the point. If, if you're just a regular person who, um, has empathy for others, who has a deep and rich emotional, um, inner life about you, um, you're in the right place because that's who I'm addressing. I'm addressing all the people out there who, just are, are tired of, you know, 
rudeness and meanness and ugliness and harshness, you know, and that's not to say we don't get a little testy from now and now and again, but, but for the most part, empaths, you know, are, um, emotionally deep people. Um, generally they're introverted, but you could be like myself where I consider myself more of an ambivert where I'm kind of a mixture of extrovert and, and, and introvert. Um, I used to be very much an extrovert and as I got older, I became, uh, more, more into my inner, inner depth, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, being an empath for me, you know, you sense things, you wake up and you sense this, the anxiety or angst of society, or maybe you sense the, that we're on the right track again. Like during the Trump years, it was just always every day. What, what catastrophe were we going to have to deal with today? And that just gave you an anxiety, you know, and, and, and sometimes being an empath uh, is about um, sensing people around you. You sense their dread, you sense their hatefulness, or you sense, maybe you sense their, their goodness. You know, you just know right away when you meet the right person, you're like, ah, I see you in there. You know, you've set, you've seen that soul before, you know, it's almost as though, we met before in a previous life or, you know, not necessarily literally, but you feel like, you know, that person, you know, um, I have that with a handful of people where you just, even though, though you don't always know people a lot and for a long time, you just, you quickly gravitate to people that share the certain sensibilities, you know? Um, so for me, being an empath is about, you know, sometimes it means that you take on the emotions of those around you. Um, I'm around my wife a lot and um, she gets a lot of anxiety when she has to go back to work after a weekend and she, you know, uh, senses certain uh, things as well. She's very attuned to things as well. And so we have to be very careful because we have a tendency to affect each other's moods um, but yeah, a lot of it is that, you know, where you're kind of absorbing the energy around you. Um, and that could be people in the room. Um, generally it doesn't mean that it, it doesn't work across state lines. So I'm not feeling what people are feeling in Florida, for example, but you feel the zeitgeist of the, the country. What's going on out there? You know, is there a lot of injustice? Is there a lot of angst? Is there a lot of people hurting out there? Are people tired of their jobs? Are they tired of being um, used and abused and overlooked? You know, um, those things all contribute to that general feeling that you get about the world. And while you don't have to be an empath necessarily to feel those things, I think being an empath makes you much more attuned to uh, just the, the degree of, of sadness and the degree of, of angst and, and fear and worry and uh, sometimes hate. Uh, you feel people's hatred out there. And, uh, you know, and that's one thing that, you know, I was thinking the other day or the other day, I was thinking about, you know, like I do movie reviews where I critique movies uh, on my Instagram just for fun. You know, I don't do it for a living or anything like that, but I, um, I critique a lot of movies and it, it made me start thinking about criticizing. Um, we as a society, whether it be on Amazon or hot topic or target or anywhere, we're always, you know, telling someone our, our opinions about a piece of clothing or an item. Um, so we're a highly critical society. We criticize everything from movies to merchandise to other people. And, and, and that's the thing I, I wanted to get into is that, you know, we have this tendency to compare where we as a, as a species are natural comparers. We compare things. We, we see two things and we compare and contrast um, and unfortunately, we do that with people, too. You know, it's like, well, I like that person, but I like this other person better because they have all the good qualities of that other person without the, you know, 
without the sadness or without the this or without the that, or maybe they're better looking or maybe you're more attracted to them or whatever, you know? So the thing we have to really get out of the habit of is comparing and contrasting people because human beings, for all our similarities and, and we should, sim- we should, we, you know, we should celebrate our similarities, but we should really, really celebrate our differences without judgment, without ridicule, we should really try to celebrate those differences because um, it's what the ma- makes the world, you know, variety. Variety is the spice of life, you know. So I really do believe that, you know, uh, when you when you stop judging and start living in the present, you know, the power of now, you know, there's a book called The Power of Now, uh, you know, where, where it talks about the virtuosity of, Living in the present, you know, because a lot of times when you're living in the past, um, not that you can't be nostalgic, but when you live in the past, especially if it's a hurtful past, you're not moving forward. You're not moving on. And while we're, we're all dealing with grief and we're all dealing with anxiety, um, that's what anxiety is. It's a dwelling on, well, actually, I guess it, it, it's, it's depression. Depression is dwelling on the past and how good things used to be or how good things used to feel. And then with depression, uh, they say, you know, or anxiety, anxiety is like uh, you're, you're concentrating too much on the future. You know, you're worried about this, you're worried about that. And while that's just a kind of a generic catch all um, there's, there's a grain of truth to that, you know, because um, we as human beings do have a tendency to not live in the right here and now we're always you know, we have deadlines, uh, we're worried about the future, we're worried about, you know, all kinds of things out there. And so it, to, to live in the now is something that's very hard to do. And, you know, I was going to say, you know, as an empath, um, my belief is that people who are empaths, um, it's almost like being a psychic or a medium. Um, psychic mediums have a very powerful powerful intuition. And uh, so do empaths. And so what is the difference? I don't know, really. I mean, I'm not a, there's no scientific evidence of it. But if I had to guess, I think it's a matter of degree, because when you see, you know, empaths, they generally sense things around them, they they need their quiet time, they have a lot of problems, um, recentering when they've been out in public. Uh, You know, they need a lot of time to recenter. They need a lot of downtime. Um, and, and a lot of people might judge them for that, thinking they're lazy or they're, you know, buzzkills or whatever like that. But but the truth is, is that a lot of people, whether you consider yourself empath or not, you need time to recharge the batteries. Um, just quiet time, maybe just reading a book or keeping the TV off for a while and just, you know, centering and finding yourself in the present. And that's what meditation's all about. And uh, I do have a tendency to be my, you know, I, I don't meditate per se, but I, I go through little brief moments of, you know, where I, you know, mindfulness, you know, or my Fitbit even has an app where uh, you can stop and, and be mindful for a while. And uh, it's kind of cool because it's only, you know, between two and five minutes. But um, being an empath is, is a, you know, for me, to me, it, it, it's, it feels like a fight or flight response that it's, it's ancient remnants of that's in, inherent in our DNA because our, the fight or flight response is there to find and seek out and identify danger um, and threats. And so I think that you know, most of us, especially uh, the ones that are super empathic and super uh, intuitive, um, you know, you're dialed to ten or eleven. You know, and um, and so we're all we're all dialed at a certain level. You know, some people can handle their be, being intuitive and sensitive, and others um, may have trouble with it. You know, because sometimes it's so powerful they don't know what they're feeling is, are these my thoughts or these other people's thoughts? And why am I always having anxiety when I don't feel like I have anxiety? And, and it's hard sometimes to figure out whether or not, you know, is this, 
physiological? Am I having anxiety because of some kind of chemical imbalance or something? Maybe it's some medication that I took and this and that. You know, you just don't always know. Um, and so, you know, it's not something, you know, that you always know right off the bat. You know, so if you're an empath, there are empath tests out there online. You just Google empath test and you take the test and there's like usually like 40 or 50 questions or whatever it is. And um, if you answer a certain amount, chances are you're probably an intuitive. You know, you're, you have a highly sensitive nature you're a highly sensitive person. And um, on Instagram, you'll they call that uh, hashtag HSP. You'll see that a lot. HSP, highly sensitive person. And it doesn't mean that you're weak. I mean, you guys, I'm a veteran. I lift weights. Um, I used to, you know, punch on the, the heavy bag, you know. So it's it's not, it doesn't make you a weakling, you know, and, 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 and that, that kind of goes into another topic that I think everybody is looking today for validation. And so you may find that there's a lot of people claiming to be things that perhaps they are not. Um, and that's not, we should always believe people when they say they're an empath or if they say they're, you know, a medium. Um, it's not about like, Oh, I call bullshit, you know, um, it's about, you know, it's about belief. It's about, uh, you know, just accepting people for who they are. But there are some people who claim to be empaths, and I've ran into quite a few of them, um, who I don't believe are empaths. Um, for example, I was going through a really bad uh, depression spell uh, several weeks ago. And, uh, I was just letting everybody know on my Facebook, Hey guys, I'm just kind of going through it. You know, it lasts a few days and you go through this kind of, eh, you can't help it. You know, just life feels like so overly real and, and harsh, you know, and, and sometimes it feels like, eh, blah, you know, it's like, you know, I, I've always said it, it, life is either way too exciting or boring, you know, and sometimes you need something in the middle. You can't have constant adrenaline all the time and you can't be bored all the time. It can't be too mundane. You got to switch things up from time to time. But I do believe that, um, that there are some people who claim to be empaths who perhaps aren't, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are going through grief, going through mental health problems, going through emotional growth things where they're, they're growing as a person. And a lot of people think that if they're emotionally sensitive, well, they must be an empath, you know, and, and maybe they are, maybe they are. But I think there's some people who are just emotionally uh, damaged. And I don't mean that in a, in a judgmental way. I mean, they might have been abused in their past, or maybe they, um, have low self-esteem, or maybe they're going through something traumatic that's causing some PTSD or something, and they think because they have emotional sensitivity that they must be empathic. And sometimes that's true, you know, especially if you've been hurt in the past, you put up your guard, and and before you know it, you're highly sensitive, you know, because you're always putting your guard up in order to protect yourself. but just kind of understand the difference that just because you're an empath doesn't necessarily mean that you're um, emotionally weak. Um, and, and, don't, and, and also, if you're having emotional issues, it doesn't automatically mean that you've got, you know, that you're an intuitive, you know. Um, and so, you know, there's the difference there. And it's not about judging and it's not about ridiculing. It's just that sometimes... Sometimes when I run into people who say they're empaths, you know, like, like to finish my story, um, I was on Facebook and I was having uh, this, this, you know, deep, deep, deep sadness and malaise. And uh, this girl who claims to be an empath just started going off on me. And no, I didn't do anything to start it. You know, she just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe she senses my weakness and she thought my weakness was 
you know, something that guys shouldn't act like or something like that. I don't know. I don't know her motives. Um, like I said, I, she wasn't in the room with me. I couldn't sense her motives, but, um, she, she was just going off and it felt like she had some form of grudge with me as a person, whether it's because I claimed to be an empath or maybe because I wasn't showing strength when I was feeling depressed and down. But that's the thing about strength is that you can't be strong and flex your muscles all day, every day. You have to take days where you relax and you recover and you recenter. So I don't know what her deal was, but we ended up having to end our friendship. And it's unfortunate because she's she was a nice person uh, for the most part. And she's got uh, three kids that I, you know, I don't know them, but I just... I adore, they were good kids and I could tell that she's got a good life and she's a, you know, she's a clean living person. Um, but that doesn't always mean that you're going to get along with people. So just be aware out there that people who claim to be empaths may or may not, uh, be telling the truth. Um, maybe they just think they are because they have some kind of emotional, uh, you know, uh, emotional range, uh, emotional, uh, emotional maturity, um, you know, or emotional immaturity for that matter, you know, um, but, but, but that's not to judge. It just means that when people claim to be these things, um, and you know that you're this thing and you know what you go through and you know that you struggle with it, uh, you gotta be very careful that when others claim to be that thing, because it has this tendency to, um, deflate or devalue, the hardship that you're going through. They just don't actually know. They think they know, but they don't always know. And so that's all I'll say about that. Uh, let me take a little sip here, guys. I've got my iced coffee. As you guys have probably seen on uh, <laughs> on Instagram, I drink, I usually do these with iced coffee. <laughs> ah, homemade iced coffee. Uh, just coffee and creamer with ice really good anyway um what else is there to say about it um you know uh, being an empath isn't about trying to feel special it's not like hey look at me i'm an empath i'm more special than you and you will catch that these days especially in the age of social media everybody's looking for an edge or an angle um, you know, like, Hey, look at me. I'm a magician. Hey, look at me. I'm an empath. Hey, look at me. I'm a, I'm fit. I'm buff, you know? Um, and, and, and God bless those people, you know, bless those people, you know, for people who are, you know, who may have had issues in the past and now they're super fit and they're active and they're positive. Good for them. You know, so it's not about like, oh, those people think they're legit, but they're not, you know, um, eh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Live and live and let live, I always say. Um, but uh, but being an empath, it's not easy. Uh, you you do sometimes pick up the emotions of, of people around you and you're like, why am I sad? I, did, I wasn't sad a minute ago, you know, or why am I anxious? I wasn't anxious a while ago. And, 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 and it's hard to always know whether that's coming from you or somebody else, because you might just be thinking about something that gives you anxiety. You might just be thinking about something that makes you sad. So, so being able to identify the difference between being an empath and just plain old, you know, experiencing the range of emotions that humans experience uh, can be very hard to, to discern sometimes. It took me a very long time to understand what that was. Uh, because the truth is, I didn't call myself an empath up until a couple of years ago. And the only reason why I did, honestly, was because I had to be honest about it. I, I pushed it down. As a guy who wants people to think he's awesome and cool and buff and studly and alpha, you know, you know um, I didn't want people to think I was sensitive. Like, God forbid, you know, you want to be cool. You want to be a man. You want people to think, you know, that you can carry a heavy load, that you you can do anything. You know, men are in our society are often um, 
unfairly tasked with the responsibility of having to be, you know, mature and responsible and know how to do things, know how to, you know, carpentry skills, mechanical skills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And on top of it, you better have, you know, a really large member and you better be good in the sack and you better be sexy too. It's like, God. And, and women have that too. Don't get me wrong. I'm just coming from my experience as a guy. Um, but women have it too. You know, your, your, your body image issues and, um, you know, just trying to get happy. You know, um, I've, I've got a, a friend who, uh, uh, bless her. She's a great person, but she doesn't put her Facebook picture on her Facebook and I know there's a handful of people that do that. And it's usually because they're insecure about the way they look and all that. Um, and I, you know, if that's, that's their decision, you know, I would prefer to see their picture because I'm sure she's much more beautiful than she thinks she is. Um, but she, she works at the 99 cent store and all the time she's just talking about, um, just how shitty her job is and, and how bad customers can be. And, and then to boot, she's, um, she's dealing with grief. Her, her, uh, fiance, uh, committed suicide a few years back. And, um, and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to talk about her, uh, you know, like behind her back or anything. Um, she'll probably hear this and you know, I love you, Robin. Um, but, but the thing that I worry about, about her is that I, you know, if, if she's doing these things and it's somehow helping good for her, you know, like I'm not judging. Um, but it's, I get the sensation that she's dwelling on her, you know, I'm dwelling on her, her, her pain, you know, and if, if that's kind of a, for her, a form of creative expression that somehow helps her get through it, then good for her. You know, I'm not, trying to change her as a person or any of that. Um, I just, I worry about her because she still agonizes over her, her, you know, her loss. And, and then of course, working a job where you deal with the general public, you know, I know from firsthand because I've been, I've worked out in the public before I've worked at Lowe's and I've worked at Sears and I've worked at, you know, round table in the past. So I've worked with the general public and, you know, the general public, if I'm being honest, is the lowest common denominator of humanity that there is. Because once people become the public, they cease to be a person, individuals. Individuals are special and unique and they have their other little quirks that make them fun and interesting um, but as soon as someone becomes a group of people, those people, you know, that's when things start to become more divisive and hateful. And that's what's wrong with our politics today is that those liberals are trying to kill our economy or those Republicans don't seem to have any empathy towards anyone. And while there are truths to some of those things, I wish we could work together better. You know, but we're just in a really dysfunctional time where I think people are, you know, trying to appeal to people's fears and try to appeal to people's innate hatreds of something. And so what you get is a lot of gaslighting and what you get is a lot of negativity and what you get is a lot of divisiveness. And so we've gone, we've come, we've gone from two parties that, could work together to get big things done to two parties that are literally doing anything they can to sabotage each other. And I just wish we could just knock that shit off. I mean, these are supposed to be fucking grown adults. Grow the fuck up, will you please? I mean, good gravy. But, um, you know, for me, being an empath is, is, is not a magic power. I, I sincerely believe it, it's just a, an innate part of, of awareness of our senses. Um, and if you think you're an empath, call yourself an empath. You know, that's just it. It doesn't cost anything. You don't have to go to 
empath school to get your PhD in empathy. Um, but being an empath is for me is, is like, once you say, Hey, I'm this thing, I believe you have a responsibility to, um, live up to a greater sense of empathy and a, and a, and a greater and more sophisticated sensibility about yourself. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, my wife, you know, I'm old school, you know, I, I bust into the Beavis and Butthead impersonations, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so I, it's not like you have to be totally mature all the time. Um, I bust out my immature shit all the time. Um, but I would say that now that, you know, I'm in, in the public light, I, I feel like I'm forced to, um, uh, exercise my emotional maturity more often than I would always like, you know, because I'm always afraid that if I act a certain way, uh, people are going to think you're dumb. People are going to think you're immature and, uh, people are just going to think that, uh, you're full of shit. And, uh, and that's the problem sometimes with like Facebook is that unlike my Instagram and Twitter, that's where I go to, you know, that's my diary. Like if I'm having a bad day, I say it. If if somebody's something's bothering me, I might say it. If, if I have like a, a an impulsive something nagging at me, I'm like, yeah, you know. I mean, you go out and you just keyboard keyboard type all caps. I don't know all caps, but you know, you're, you become the keyboard warrior and you say things, and then people judge you for that. They don't know what's inside of your heart. They don't know your actual maturity. They don't understand just how good intentioned you are. And they don't always understand that just because I act stupid doesn't mean that I'm stupid, you know. And so I think a lot of people, you know, in our culture, in our society, um, in our body politic, um, there's we have to maintain a sense of humor. Um, don't get too far away from your sense of humor because that's that's what's going on with the woke culture, if you will. You know, and and while I would consider myself a a social justice warrior, um, and I will call people out on their bullshit when when it's necessary, um, the woke mob, as they call it, um, are people who are consistently and forevermore looking to find fault with things and they think they're more aware. They think they're more spiritual. They think they're, you know, smarter. They think they're more educated. Um, and they're, they're, they're just allergic to people cracking wise, you know, and I'm sorry, but I, I'm old school. I have to crack wise sometimes, you know, that's just how I am. Um, but I'm, I'm very careful not to hurt or alienate people um, it's not about that. It's, you know, uh, there's a line to be drawn. It, you know, you don't want to cross that line and, and be sexist or misogynist or racist. That's off limits. But sometimes you want to crack a joke and then somebody takes exception to that joke. And, um, and that's partially why a lot of comedians nowadays don't tour colleges because they have found that, that the, that woke culture um, just can't take a joke, you know, and I'm sorry to say that, but, but you got to understand that age group, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, all the way up to about, I don't know, 25, 26 years old, you're, you're discovering yourself and things really, really matter a whole lot. And when things matter a whole lot, you get very militant about it. And um, you become this social justice warrior. And while I believe in social justice, and I think some people are doing very good work out there, there's a fine line. And the problem with that overwoke culture is that it can be used against you. You know, now you've got the conservative uh, eco chamber sort of, um, you know, talking about liberals as all being overly woke, you know, and the cancel culture, you know, the, you know, sometimes there's cancel culture, 
But sometimes things just get canceled because they fucked up. <laughs> you know, when you talk about like Dr. Seuss, for example, um, I'm sorry, but those few works that that they got rid of, they did it of their own free accord. No third party came in and said, hey, you have to cancel these books. The publishers themselves of Dr. Seuss went in and reevaluated some of the works and and some of these works depicted uh, black people as having, tr- you know, as being tribal and having like hula skirts and, you know, uh, wearing blackface with big red lips and things like that. So, you know, while I don't think Dr. Seuss meant anything specifically about it, um, it tends to generalize about certain groups. And so they they remove those and, and for good reason. You know, so so while I believe that that the woke mob, if you will, um, you know, is trying to get people to um, adhere to certain norms. You know, if somebody wants to be referred to as as um, he or she or or or, you know, uh, you know, whatever, you know, you should you should acquiesce to that. You know, if somebody uh, you know, says, hey, I, I would prefer to be called she, then call that person a she, respect them, you know, but, um, and, and we should respect our black brothers and sisters. We should respect women. We should respect people of all ages, you know, so this like, okay, boomer, it's the old boomers versus the the new generation of, uh, you know, the, the millennials, uh, and then there's, the newer ones, I can't remember what they're called, but um, there's that natural, um, our society just has a natural uh, opposition to its opposite, you know? So if you're liberal, you hate those conservatives. And if you're conservative, you hate those liberals and extract liberal tears. That's why they love Trump so much because he could give it to those libs. But, but, But think about your life. And think about mortality and think about a higher consciousness. How can you have a higher consciousness if you're stuck acting like everybody else, you know? And so I believe, even though I have my issues with uh, some conservative things, especially nowadays, there's a lot of game playing in politics um, and while I do fancy myself as a small P progressive, um, I'm not necessarily one political party or another. Um, I consider myself an independent progressive uh, because I believe in progress. I believe in science. I believe in best practices. And I believe in empathy. Empathy. Workers need, you know, they need resources. And we're, we're becoming, capitalism is becoming, you know, more and more of uh, exploitation economy um, where they just expect, you know, they, they keep raising and raising the bar and you keep having to jump further and further up to attain that level. And it's getting so bad now where the big corporations can make money on the global market and not really have to change their ethics. You know, you see it a lot with like Comcast and these big, uh, you know, cable companies. Eh, we don't have to be nice. We don't have to lower our prices. We don't have to give deals. We'll just do whatever we want and we'll just keep blasting satellites into outer space and we'll keep letting our customers flip the bill for it. And and they're all, you know, whenever you talk to these big cable companies, no two people say the same thing to you because it's so big that that bigness creates, um, it creates, uh, you know, uh, uh, just too much information and everybody has their own set of facts. And so it creates a lot of confusion and uh, they really need to simplify. uh, And and a lot of big corporations, you know, I actually like what some of them are doing, you know, like Google, for example, I feel like they're really taking technology where it needs to go we're learning how to make technology work for us. And that's a really cool thing. Um, but, but in general, our society, you know, it's looking for every little reason to criticize and judge each other. And, um, and, and you, you might've even 
listened to my first couple of podcasts and decided, eh, this guy's too excitable, or, eh, I don't like the way this guy talks, or, eh, I got nothing in common with this person. But honestly, there's so much more. You know, it's like it's like uh, uh, Christian Bale said in uh, the first Batman Begins. You know, there is more. You know, there's more to me than what you see. Um, and we have to make that assumption. It's so easy to, to simply uh, generalize about people. And so being an empath, for me, it's about being a good person. It's about paying forward that attitude of gratitude. It's about not jumping to conclusions, um, you know, like Marvel versus DC. How can you say you love one thing and hate the other? I love Marvel movies and I love DC movies. Well, I try to, <laughs> I, I try to love DC movies, but sometimes they don't always get it right. But if you watch that Zach Bagans or Zach Bagans, uh, the Zack Snyder's Justice League, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And if they simply didn't interfere with his vision, that dark, bold vision, I really think they would have been onto something. And what they did is they brought Zach, uh, they brought Joss Whedon in, and he kind of made it, um, you know, he made it uh, more like Marvel, you know, light and peppy. Um, and yet, if you watch Marvel movies, sometimes there's some dark stuff in there. So I don't know, you know, it's almost like we give Marvel a pass, and then we're hypercritical of DC because they haven't quite got their footing. Um, but I like I like what they're doing with their new universe, you know, with like the Joker, with Joaquin Phoenix, they're making indie movies again. And, um, and they've kind of scrapped that universe, but I hope they restore the Snyderverse because um, I think that dark original vision is bold. Um, you may disagree with that, but, but it was bold and it was um, just had the right vibe and tone. I mean, this is the year 2021. We shouldn't, be afraid of being dark, you know, like that's the point, you know, and, and, you know, Batman in that universe has been fighting crime for 20 years. So he's like the Frank Miller Batman where he's thicker and he's older and he's more jaded, you know, and so he does kill people, but then you start to realize by uh, the justice league that, that he realized what he did wrong and he's coming back into his faith. You know, that's that was the story arc from the beginning, from Batman v Superman all the way to the end of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, is that Batman was old and grizzled and, you know, hateful. And then he came full circle and found his faith, found his positivity. And that's what his whole mission was, was to seek out people that he could trust, that could help uh, him, uh, you know, uh, help him in, 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 in eradicating this threat that was coming. And uh, that's kind of how I see you guys is that I'm this empath. I live in Oregon. I've got me and my wife and not, there's only a couple tertiary friends, but I don't go out a lot because of the pandemic. And so I I'm, I'm seeking, I'm putting my feelers out there because I want to find good people like you. Good people who maybe work a job and just too busy to, you know, to, to do much else. Um, or, or maybe maybe you suffer from depression or maybe you're an empath like me or maybe you're just uh, needing a friend. I need you, too. And I want you guys to get something from this, you know. So, you know, I hope you got something from this one. Um being an empath, like I said, it's not a magic power. It doesn't make you weird. And if it does make you weird, good. Celebrate it. <laughs> I always say, be weird. You know, keep Portland weird. You know, that's a motto out there. But, um, yeah, just enjoy your life. And, 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 and if you're feeling dark sometimes, take the time to process your feelings. Um, if you're feeling light and jovial, celebrate that. It's so short, you guys. Life is so terribly short. We cannot live our life upset and frustrated, living this constant life of us versus them. We are all the same. 
We're human beings. We deserve respect and dignity. And we, and you know, that's what I learned as an EMT. The first thing you learn as an EMT is the preservation of dignity. So that could mean anything from covering up an elderly person who might have accidentally disrobed or uh, somebody who's on the street bleeding. You, you, you cover them from sight. You don't want people rubbernecking. Um, but it's all about the preservation of dignity, folks, because dignity is where it's at. You cannot live this life without it. It is the most important thing that we can possibly do in this world is, is preserve dignity and fight for dignity and fight for justice and fight for opportunity. And, and that's not a liberal thing. That is, that, that is not a religious thing. That is just a human being thing. That is just being a good person, doing the right thing. And that's what I believe. So I hope you believe it too. And uh, I just want you guys to know that, whew, I'm getting tired. It's been 50 minutes. I'm going to take a little sip here. That's what it's all about. That's what this channel is about. That's what this podcast is about. Is I want to connect with as many people as possible. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, hopefully, I build a small audience. And when I when the clubs, the comedy clubs open, I hope to see you all there. I hope to see you buying tickets. But that's not what it's about. It's not about the money. It's about building a small tribe of like-minded people that you could commiserate with and celebrate life with, that you trust, that you can trust people. I mean, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, why did you delete that Facebook friend? You know, the, what, because they have a different point of view? No, I have all kinds of Trump supporters on my on my page. Um, it's not about the fact that they're different. It's a fact that they're causing problems. Now, and, and if we can agree to disagree and we can be if we can disagree without being disagreeable, hey, I'm all about that, you know, because it's not about alienating people. It's not about punishing people. Um, you know, it's about it's about maintaining dignity and having fun and learning and growing each day in each moment and living your best life right now. Don't get too caught up in the past. Don't worry too much about that future. You know, you know, I, I like to think as an empath that, you know, you're here, you're a bubble in the middle a picture, if you will, a timeline. Um, and that timeline goes back several months to several years. And that timeline going forward goes several months to several years or whatever it is. And you're in the middle, you're a bubble in the middle, right? And, um, as we're living in time and space, we're slowly going forward into the future. And I like to think the way you stay happy is you keep that little bubble where you don't look too far back unless you're doing it for good reasons like nostalgia. And you don't go too far into the future worrying about, you know, retirement and all that. But you stay in that bubble where you're mindful of your responsibilities and you're mindful of the things you've got to do. And you know how to play the long game in, in your career. Um, but at the same time, you're not overly concerned about it. Because if all you care about is money and all you care about is the end result, you know, then you're not going to enjoy the process. Nobody enjoys their job or their schooling if they don't enjoy the process. So my biggest advice to you guys, enjoy life. Enjoy the process, even if you're tired, even if you're sad, even if you're, you know, anxious, try as often as you can to enjoy the process. Enjoy the little things. Hey, I get sick and tired of enjoying just the little things. I want to enjoy the big shit too. <laughs> I want to enjoy big shit. I want to enjoy my success and a new house and a Maserati. Nah, I'm I'm not a Maserati fan. I'd be more like a, like a, uh, the car from burn notice. Yeah. What's that? A, a, a Chevy, uh, what is it? Gosh, now I'm forgetting. Oh, a charger, a Dodge charger. Oh, give me an old Dodge charger or even a new Dodge charger for that matter. I'm a happy man. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, this isn't about, you don't want to be overly superficial, just worrying about, because, 
looks fade with time. So if you don't, if you didn't build a, a, a relationship with yourself, if you don't have a personality beyond your looks, you better start collecting a personality. You better start finding that sense of humor because looks fade with time. We all get older and we all get uglier. Boy, I'm getting uglier by the minute. <laughs> anyway, so being an empath, what's your thoughts? Please comment on my social medias. You can find me at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y Comedy on the Instagram and on the Twitter. Uh, I might branch out eventually, and I'll let you know when I do that. But uh, this is my third and, and final uh, podcast of this week. It went a little bit long, but that's okay. You know, it's not about how long it is. It's about, did I get my message out? Did I say the right things? Because, you know... I am trying to build an audience. I am trying to, uh, you know, build a small following, but, but I'm doing it because I care about you guys and I care about people and I want you guys to be my friend and I want us to just have fun together and help each other out. I would give the shirt off my back for most people. Um, and yeah, there's just too much hate in this world, man. We got to eradicate hate, man. We got to snuff it out. We got to snuff it out like a cigar butt. Um, there's too much hate in this world. And while I hate a lot of things, uh, I don't hate people. I don't hate differences. And, uh, what I hate is hate. What I hate is just negative, bad people doing things for the wrong reasons. Stay humble. Be friendly. Don't be an asshole. You got it all. You got it all when you just celebrate the small things in life and just celebrate your happiness Celebrate those little bits of, of pleasure and joy in your life. It's so very important, you guys. Life is very short. You, know, you never know. The big C might be coming around that corner. So take care of yourself, but don't, don't, don't obsess on your fitness. You know, uh, enjoy yourself. Stay fit. Eat right, but don't eat too right. Have pizza once in a while. You know, and if, if you're a drinker, have a beverage once in a while. But, um, yeah, just... Keep, keep it all in perspective, you guys. You get too far one way or the other. You, you go into radical extremism territory. Please, my friends, try to see the those people that are different from you as human and try to agree to disagree. And uh, if you can, you know, maybe you might even convert some folks. Because convert some people that are different from you. You never know what a little bit of uh, just decency could do. To, to change everything. So that's what I got for today. Thank you so very much for tuning in. My name is Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And uh, I want you, I want to, you know, I get so excited on these that I feel like, uh, you know, I, I do have a much slower and slower tenor in real life, but I get so excited. I just, I'm like Jojo, the circus boy. I just, ah! I just get so excited that I hope I'm not overly so. If I'm getting too annoying or too high strung for you guys, please let me know uh, in my social media. Um, I'd like to think that I'm keeping a good balance, but um, I, I want to, for you empaths out there, I want this to be a place that's safe harbor for you. So I'm, if I'm getting a little too much for you, please let me know. Maybe my next podcast, I'll just go low and slow the whole time. How's it going, guys? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Having a good day. Having a good day. A little bit of Bob Ross. Never hurt anybody. Anyway, thank you so much for, for, for tuning in. I'm going to be here next week. I have three episodes every week, various topics, and I hope you got something from this. I know I do. This is my therapy, man. This is my church. I hope it can at least be some use to you. And, uh, guys, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Not to get corny on you, but man, I love you guys, man. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your patience when I'm having fibro fog and I'm having a fibro flare up and when I'm having depression. Thank you for, for understanding when I can't, uh, just, I can't human certain days. I'm trying my best. I, I, I assure you that I'm trying my best. And I thank you guys for being a friend, being a follower. And we'll see you next time. Have a good day.